Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to today's Outsports Podcast. It is uh, May 25th and... uh, I forgot about the thing. I was a, got my time screwed up, and I almost missed uh, getting on. So I see Sid's already here. So another technical adventure with the Outsports podcast. You're at the airport, right? Yeah, I am. And, of course, the Admirals Club is always empty when I come. And today it happens to be totally full, everybody talking really loudly. So this will be another adventure. Well, there's a more interesting conversation going on. Plug them in, and we can just listen to their <laughs> <laughs> their tales, but uh, well, not. three Screaming weeks from today, it stuff. is. I'm, yeah, you hear all sorts of things at airports. Um, three weeks from today, we're going to be in Denver for our second Outsports reunion. Um, we're really excited about that, and um, let's talk a little bit about that. We're going to have a guest on in a couple minutes, Chris Hines, uh, Chris Hine, the Blackhawks beat writer for the Chicago Tribune, going to talk about the homophobic slur made by Ryan Getzlaff of the Anaheim Ducks and whether or not the suspension was or was not appropriate. But let's talk first about the reunion. Um, What to you is the thing you're looking forward to most this year? Listen, anytime you go anywhere for a conference or uh, we don't like like to not say this is a conference, but um, I guess that's the closest thing. It's the people, right? You get to meet the people and spend time with the people and you end up getting to know two or three people relatively well so that's my favorite part it's, it's always the people no matter where i go whether in london or spain or wherever i, I the, the meeting the people and spending time with them is all, always my favorite part yeah we're going to have a lot of people a lot of people you and i have never met which is really cool i mean it shows that there's there's tons of people reading the website or um, yeah reading the website who never actually have contacted us they're you know some people are still somewhat closeted some are totally closeted um, and so we create sort of a safe space and environment for three days for people to kind of meet other LGBT people in sports. The ages range from people just out of high school to people who've been working professionals for their whole lives. Uh, so we have a really a really broad mix. And uh, I'm excited we're going to have uh, a baseball game. The Colorado Rockies are having. Are they called? What What is the official term of the Friday night event? Okay, Pride Night at the Rockies. I think. You know, they've never, they haven't done this in years. This management team has never done this, and so they're they're dipping their toe in. Whereas the Dodgers and the and the uh, the Cubs, you know, they they have a gay person throwing out the opening pitch and a gay person singing the national anthem and rainbow flags everywhere. This is going to be it'll be a, a dipping of the toe. Well, it's uh, it's not probably a good opponent, the San Francisco Giants, kind of one of the cradles of lgbt rights in in the world actually so uh kind of kind of ironic is that is that game but a uh, course field i've never been to had been by it's in a great location in denver uh and there is still time to register if you are a current or former lgbt athlete or you're involved in lgbt if you're an lgbt person involved in sports in any way uh just go to the website and we have a, a survey you can fill out a registration form or you can always just drop us a line at mail at outsports.com and we'll send you all the information but um you know the more the merrier um it's a free conference 
Uh, we're going to be marching in the parade thanks to Nike again uh, Sunday. I imagine the Denver parade won't be anywhere near as long as the Chicago parade, which was like a forced march at a certain point. That thing went on forever last year. Yeah, well, I, I I I don't know. This one's earlier. I think that they it kicks off at 9 a.m. So I think by noon you'll be done. I hope by noon you'll you'll be done. Spend the afternoon at the Pride Fest. Yeah, but if yeah, if you want to come to Denver, or if you're in Denver and you just want to come to the Rockies game, well, Rockies game is only nineteen dollars, and uh, we have a great spot in, in in the stadium, right next to a really like social area with a bunch of bars and restaurants. So I, it's yeah, it, the whole weekend will be great. And Saturday night there's a public event. Um, we're going to have more details on that on the website specifically where, um, but it's going to be about seven o'clock, and you're going to be hearing some. LGBT people in sports kind of tell their stories. It's sort of like a, you know, a telling stories kind of thing. We call it sort of a, a TED Talk. We can't use that word for copyright reasons, but it's that kind of thing, inspiring stories by probably about eight or so uh, people involved in sports. And it was a huge success last year, and this one's definitely open to the public. Um, but let's transition. Uh, do we have our guest on the line? Chris, you there? I am here, yep. Are you going to be able to join us in Denver this year, Chris, or are you going to cover the NHL draft again like you did last year? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to Denver this year. We'll see. It's still it's still kind of up in the air, to be honest with you. I hope I, hope I can, but I, I'm not sure. Well, we'd love to have you, but we have you on here today to talk. Uh, we'll first give some – I'll give some background to our listeners uh, Chris is a uh, the beat writer for Chicago Blackhawks for the Chicago Tribune. He is also openly gay. He came out maybe a year and a half, year and a half ago in a column, uh, and and covers the sport as as any other writer. Um, he wrote about the incident. I'm going to be talking about Ryan Getzlaff of the Anaheim Ducks, one of the kind of most well-known players in the league. He's been around for a lot of years. Um, he called a a referee during a dispute in a playoff game a cocksucker. Uh, and for that, he was fined $10,000 by the NHL. They said his language was demeaning and offensive. They did not suspend him, however. Um, and this is in contrast to Andrew Shaw, the Chicago Blackhawks, who called the referee a faggot and got a $5,000 fine um, and, a, and a game suspension. And, uh, Chris, there's been a debate among even some of our readers about whether or not cocksucker is a – is a gay slur. Sid and I have our opinions, and we'll get into them. But first, I want to know: you wrote a column about this. That uh, how do you see that word, and should you do you think that um, he should have been suspended? Uh, I do think he should have been suspended. I, I do view it as a as a anti-gay slur. I also view it as a sexist slur um, because you're you're also including straight women in this uh, in this slur. Um, I, I think the standard was set last year with, with Andrew Shaw that, that any sort of, of anti-gay language um, was not going to be tolerated by the NHL. And I, I think this word, you know, while a different word carries the same impact um, that Andrew Shaw's did. It, it, it's, maybe Andrew Shaw's has a little more historical uh, meaning to it and a, a little more historical uh, background to it. But the word gets laugh used when, when you're, uh, if you're a closeted gay man, it still has that same effect um, that it, it, it is demeaning. It puts you down because of your sexual orientation. Um, and if you're closeted, it, it makes you fearful that, you know, 
like if, if Brian Getzlaff has a, has a closeted gay teammate and he uses this word, you know, that, that teammate may never feel like he could come out of the closet. And that's, that's the issue at stake here um, for me. And, and what I think of when you, when you want to promote an atmosphere of inclusion and acceptance of LGBTQ fans and players. And this, uh, this uh, diminishes that atmosphere. Well, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, what's so strange is that the NHL, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've spoken to people with the NHL, and, and what's curious is that it doesn't seem that they actually ask any gay men about this. I understand that it's a sexist slur, but this, this slur is never used toward women, right? It, no one ever calls a woman that as an insult. It's always used toward men. And it doesn't seem that the NHL and Gary Bettman reached out to any gay men to ask them what they think of this word and whether they think that it's as bad as the other word. No, and and I think that's a a little bit of an issue as well. Um, Not a little bit of an issue, but it's an issue that, you know, they should have – some sort of perspective from from a gay man and and maybe this goes to the NHL not having any openly gay former players or, or somebody like a you know like a Billy Bean in, in MLB you know if this happened in Major League Baseball I'm sure the first person that uh, Rob Manfred would call would be Billy Bean to get his to get his input on, on something like this the NHL in their league offices and, and throughout their history, they don't have anybody that they can, that they can call and can consult on, on this. Um, they'd, they'd have to go outside the organization to try and get some input. And it, it seems like they didn't contact uh, you can play, um, you know, or, or talk to, to Wade Davis or anybody like that. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because it just seems like they came up with the judgment on their own that this word rates less, I guess, on the, uh, on the homophobic scale than, than what Andrew Shaw said. And that's, that's unfortunate because uh, it, it does, it, it doesn't. Well, you know, it's interesting because Sid and I, we've been, had to been debating people on Twitter who, you know, other gay men who say this is not a slur. I took informal poll of people I know, and I would say 70% of the people I talk to say it's a slur, but 30% don't. They seem to see it differently. And I try to put it in the context of, the intent of what it was used, which was to demean and, and, and it was done in a fit of anger. And I'll read an email I got real briefly that sort of tells me, shows graphically why this is a slur. Uh, and this is yeah. after I wrote something about a GoFundMe site uh, to help pay. That's what I find. This is the email. I, you're a dumb, cocksucking, liberal snowflake cunt. You belong in the LGBT because you're a top-end, cocksucking, liberal snowflake cunt that I mentioned you're also a cocksucker. So, I mean, how do you not read that and say, in that context, that's clearly a slur against me. So the idea that gets laughs, you know, I, I can, I think my point, I was talking to Sid about this off camera or off, off air once, that I bet you these guys in the NHL thought, ah, oh, that's not as bad as fag. It's just like they sort of just pronounced it because yeah. in their mind it wasn't without even thinking about it. Right, exactly, and and you know I got a lot of uh, emails myself after I wrote my my thoughts on this issue, and uh, most of them were negative. Um, they they weren't really quite to the, to, they weren't quite to the degree of yours um, in terms of of cursing me out, um, but I did get a lot of uh, a lot of emails from some angry people um, who thought I was being overly sensitive, who thought that um, this word is not a slur, and 
basically, basically the main issue that, that kept coming up in people that were disagreeing with me in emails was that he didn't mean it in that way. You know, he didn't mean it towards gay people. And, and I said, intent and what he meant by it isn't the point. You're completely missing the point if you think it's about what he meant when he said it. It's about the impact of the word. It's not the intent. It's the impact of the word. It's, on the, it's the impact of the word on who is potentially the receiver of the word and who is potentially hearing the word. And that's the point. The point is that if, if that referee or if any, you know, even any fans, imagine being a young fan of the Anaheim Ducks. And you see that, you know, the captain of, of your team, your favorite team, uses this word. And you're, let's say you're, you're, you're closeted or you're, you're confused about your sexual orientation. And you hear, you see one of the people you look up to uh, and admire using this word in this way. How is that going to make you feel? And that's why this word should be should not be used, and why he should have received the suspension for it. It wasn't the intent, you know. And, and Sid, I heard you on another podcast the other day uh, talking about, you know, if Ryan Getzlaff had an openly gay teammate come out tomorrow, Ryan Getzlaff might be the first person, you know, saying we support him, and you know, he's welcome on our team, and this is great, and this and that, and that that that's all well and good. But you also have to keep in mind that. You know, your your words affect people in ways that you don't realize when you're saying them, and that's that's the point I tried to get across to some of my angry emailers, and they weren't exactly listening. <laughs> well, but well, this is this is the disconnect that we talk about all mm-hmm. the time with these words. Mm-hmm. That the the message that is sent is 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 the message that is intended is you're dumb, you're weak, I don't like you. The message that is received by by gay men who hear that word is. I hate you. You're going to hell. And there's a huge disconnect yeah. between what the intention and what what is received. And I, it, it's given his use of this word, it's irrelevant how he would treat a gay. Team. I'm sure he got in the NHL, the, the phone call with the NHL, and said, "Yeah, I have a gay cousin, and I had right. a gay teammate in high school, and I would totally welcome him." And that's not what I meant. And so the NHL just, you know, said, "Oh, no, mm-hmm. no problem." We're, we're going to let this one slide because you're such a nice guy. I guarantee it. And, and, and one, one of the parts of this that I think is super important, everyone's focused on the suspension. There is no mandatory sensitivity training. Gets off. Zero. None. Zip. There yeah. was Randrew Shaw. But the NHL felt, oh, he's a nice guy. He doesn't need training on this. Right. The, and the other point that, that I, I tried to make in, uh, that I think is getting lost in this is, you know, this year the NHL high, uh, had every team have a volunteer to be an LGBTQ ambassador, inclusion ambassador on the team. And for the Ducks, it's Ryan Kessler. And I haven't heard a word from Ryan Kessler um, about this issue. Uh, no sort of no statement, no nothing, no prepared statement, no statement in front of cameras. I didn't hear a word from him or see him quoted anywhere saying anything about this or trying to extend an olive branch to, to, to the gay community after this happened. And it just makes me think that this, that this program that was instituted seems like nothing more than a publicity stunt. I, I was, I was really happy when it, when it came out at the time and I was, you know, happy that Andrew Shaw stepped forward and, and was, uh, was the ambassador for the Canadians, but now, now I think that it was just nothing more than a publicity stunt because when the chips were down in a critical moment in the playoffs, when something happened like this, the ambassador for the Ducks was nowhere to be found. 
Yeah, I, and I think he's MIA because Getzlaff has been totally non-apologetic. He mm-hmm. said, as a father and someone who takes pride in the game, it's tough to see somebody refer to it, meaning the, what he said, as what uh, uh, an outlet in Canada did, which referred to, called it a homophobic slur. I didn't mean it in that mm-hmm. matter, and for it to go that route was very disappointing to me. He's blaming the media, not his, yep. not himself for what he said. Yeah, and that's the other disheartening part about this is, is not so much the word that he used, but, but if 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 this was similar to to the to the reaction and the response that came from Andrew Shaw and the Blackhawks last year where immediately well not immediately after the game but but the next day they realized the gravity of what had just happened um and Shaw came out and was on the verge of tears as he apologized directly to the LGBT community how the Blackhawks condemned his his words in a statement the even the league did and then, you know, Jonathan Taves comes out after Shaw uh, holds his press conference. Jonathan Taves comes out and, you know, says how the whole team is going to learn from it. They still support Andrew Shaw, but what he said wasn't acceptable. Um, and it's going to be a moment of reflection for the whole team. That, I think eventually, at least I thought, some good w- had come out of this ugly incident. And it, it, what happened turned out to to be a positive a net positive in the end i think and with the response of getslaff and the ducks in the league this time there is going to be no no positive that comes out of this incident right now they sent the signal that this word is okay and and that's unfortunate uh because this was a this was an opportunity just like the shot incident was an opportunity to educate the league um they've now educated the league in in the wrong way it's funny when I when I talked to um, you know someone with the NHL and they said, well, you know now now everyone's on notice that this word is not okay. And I said, on what planet are you living? You just sent the message that it is okay that you will have no suspension that you do not have to apologize. You don't need any sensitivity training. There's no repercussions. A ten thousand dollar fine is not but does not discipline. It's, it's not. You, 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 and and but to the NHL, they actually think that they've told people that this is not okay, and it's it's not good enough. I'm with you. The opposite. I'm with you. That it, it's not good enough. A ten thousand dollar fine for a guy that's making nine million dollars this year is is nothing. Um, you know, it's it, it's yeah. The the way you get their attention is by taking them off the ice and removing them from the ice, especially in a playoff game, which is why the the Shaw suspension last year was such a, a monumental thing because it got everybody's attention because it was a suspension. Um, and and it, it nearly, you know, the Blackhawks Black ended up winning that particular game he was suspended for, but it could have really cost the Blackhawks uh, in the long run. Um, you know, that's the thing. It's Like you said, it's a disconnect, and a $10,000 fine is, is next to nothing. And I don't, I don't think there's any wake-up call throughout the league that this word is okay. The, the players aren't, aren't stupid. They're going to look and see that, oh, Getzlaff was only fined $10,000 for saying this word while Shaw was suspended for saying his word. And, you know, they're going to say, well, I guess I could use the, the Getzlaff word. You know, if I don't get caught, you know, odds are I'm probably not going to get caught. And if I do get caught, it's nothing anyway. So they're not going to alter any behavior or any words they use based off of this punishment. 
Well, and another thing, just well, two things. One, it's weird that Shaw was fined 5000 but Getzlaff was fined 10000 So it's almost like the NHL was trying to somehow acknowledge it without suspending him for some bizarre reason. And two, there are a million other words you can use if you want to get mad at somebody that are not offensive to any one group. And so that's what it sort of gets me. There are, you could have used any variation of ass or shit, you know, like a million different <laughs> words to throw at somebody that don't insult anybody. Right. And this was, again, his slur of choice. This is the thing he chose to hurl at the referee in his moment of anger. It, you know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just a generic, you know, slur that we hear all the time about, you know, non sort of offensive things. Right, exactly. And I had one one emailer uh, shoot back to me that, oh, you know, this this word is just is just like calling someone a jerk. And I said, well, why can't? So I shot back at the emailer. I said, why can't he just say jerk then? And mm-hmm. the guy's like, well, it doesn't it doesn't carry the same weight as as this word. And I said, <laughs> and then I answered ba- I answered back to him. I said, why doesn't cocksucker carry the same weight as jerk? You know, what is specific about this word that it doesn't carry the same weight when you use it? And and I said, basically, you've just proved my point because it, it, it is basically equating him with weakness, with being a lesser human being, because you're saying this person likes to do that activity. And you basically view that through the lens of, um, you know, being a, a, a straight white superior male in that sense. And so I, I, you know, like you said, there's many other words you could use. Um, and so when people shoot back to me that he didn't mean it in that way, well, actually, you know, he kind of did because that word carries a certain punch to it when you use it. Well, one thing that came up as, as we were um, watching the social media war unfold over this is <laughs> over and over again, we saw some people saying that the, the, the Ducks are one of the most hated teams in the NHL and their fan base is one of the most backward. Do they really have those reputations? Um, the team does because a lot of those guys, um, when they're out there on the ice, really like to get in your face and, and be instigators. Uh, and Getzlaff is one of those players. Like all throughout the Western Conference Finals, he and Ryan Johansson were, were going back and forth at each other. And so they do have a reputation around the league for on the ice being one of the, I don't want to say dirtier teams, but for being a team that is going to is going to bring it both verbally and physically when you play them. Um as for their fan base, um you know, I'm not I'm not as familiar with that. Um it is Orange County, it is Anaheim. Um so that's largely where they're drawing from. Um as you know, it's removed from, you know, uh you know, the Hollywood, West Hollywood area of Los Angeles. Um so I'm not. Maybe you guys could sit. You you live out there, you, Jim. You, maybe you guys could speak more as to what the demographics might be like in Anaheim. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I, I think in my mind, fans in most places are generally the same. I mean, people say the same thing about Philly fans, Boston fans, Washington Capital fans. Like allegedly, every fan base is the worst to that opposing team's fan base. Although it is interesting that a group of fans and at least 25 of them chipped in money to help pay for get slapped fines. That, that to me, is one of those bizarre stories, you know, this GoFundMe site for a guy who makes $9.5 million with the idea, well, we're going to give this money to ch- have, him, have him give it to charity. Well, why don't you just donate it to charity yourself, as opposed to trying to make this statement about his, you know, unfair uh, fine. 
Yeah, and you know it's that didn't happen when Andrew Shaw uh, used his word. Um, there was no there was no GoFundMe page coming out then. I think you're right in, in general. Um, you know, we, we we see across the spectrum when it comes to hockey fans that they come from they do come from all stripes and all backgrounds and and all uh, political affiliations. So it is kind of hard to paint a, a specific fan base with with one coat of paint. What you just said is actually interesting, and, and, and this was one of my points. Um, you know, this didn't happen. A fan base did not rise up and try to support Andrew Shaw. I think because the NHL came down so hard and so clearly and so specifically, because they suspended him, they mandated sensitivity training, he got out front, and he apologized. And this one, the NHL, just told they told fans that this wasn't as bad. And so our reaction to the word looks looks like an overreaction. But the, the NHL says it's not as the NHL says it's not as bad. The NHL could have killed this all, and they didn't. Yeah, it's it's a good point. The NHL kind of in their response has given has given people that don't think it's a slur they've they've given them license that we yes we agree with you. That's you're you're exactly right. That's exactly what they've said uh, with with just finding him $10,000. Um, believe me, there were still, there were still Blackhawks fans who <laughs> were very angry and uh, let me know about it when I wrote about the Shaw incident last year. Um, but uh, yeah, there was, I should, I shouldn't, you know, just say that. There were also many fans that, that reached out and, and thought he should have been suspended as well. Um, but you're right. The, you know, they're taking their cue from the league and when the league makes this decision and sends this signal, it just empowers uh, those voices uh, to be even louder. Well, and again, the difference is Shaw, you know, initially right in the heat of the moment kind of was trying to deny it, but then came to me what seemed like a pretty genuine apology. You had a conversation with them, and so I just don't get a sense with guest laugh that anything was learned by him. He's, he's more mad that it was labeled homophobic. I mean, Thank God, Helene Elliott, one of the, you know, you know, Helene, one of the deans of, you know, sports writing, referred to it clearly as homophobic, and her news account of it didn't, you know, try to say an alleged homophobic thing. But, again, the fact that he was trying to say, no, this is not what I meant, really shows that he doesn't get it. And, and, and Kessler's silence as the LGBT representative shows that, at least on that team, that position means nothing. Yep, and that's what I, that's what I mean when I say that the – the response to this was more disappointing than actually the utterance of the word itself. Um, you know, it, it was a learning opportunity, and the fact that he was he went out of his way to, to blame uh, TSN and uh, Frank Cervelli, who you know is a, is a friend of mine and the guy that was that tracked this down and reported it. You know, it just speaks volumes to to what the attitude of that of that team is, and it's just it's just unfortunate because it looked like this league um, was going in the right direction and, and it was doing all the right things um, when it came to being on the forefront of LGBT inclusion. And this, this moment was a step backward in that sense. Well, people tell me all the time that the NHL is leading the way in this issue. And I said, no, they're not. If they were, they would have at one coach or former player or coach or individual come out, and, and the fact that they have it, I, you can't. You could say that they're doing a lot of window dressing, but when push comes to shove, shove like you said, with, with, with the Ducks LGBT ambassador, when push comes to shove, they back off. 
Yep, that's exactly right. This was this was as high stakes of a moment as it, as it gets. It's it's it was game four of a of a tight playoff series. He's the captain. He's one of the best players on their team, if not the best, one of the best players in the league. And you have a precedent that was set last year, and they were gun shy and they didn't and they didn't pull the trigger. I, you know, I I I wonder in their internal debates about whether or not to suspend him or fine him, just how much, you know, his, his stature in the league meant as one of the top players. I don't know what all the factors were that went into just fining and suspending him, but sometimes those things come into play. Andrew Shaw is not as important of a player to the, or was not as important of a player to the Blackhawks as Ryan Getzlaff is to the Ducks. Um, Andrew Shaw was, was a, 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 of an important player to be sure, but he was not the captain. He was not, you know, one of the faces of the franchise and he was not one of the top two or three best players on the team. So maybe the NHL in that sense felt like, Oh, we could send a message with Andrew Shaw and suspend him and the Blackhawks won't be too affected by it because he's not as big of a player, but with Getzlaff, you know, if they had suspended him, uh, yeah, the outcry from the Ducks might have been a little lo- louder, and I don't know. Maybe the NHL didn't want to deal with it. I, I, I've I've struggled with the with any sort of rationale that they might have had to why he wasn't suspended and Andrew Shaw was. Well, unfortunately, Chris, we're out of time. Uh, we totally agree with that. Karma's a bitch. The Ducks were eliminated, <laughs> and so we're not going to see Ryan Getzlaff in the Stanley Cup Finals. But that's all the time we have for uh, today on Outsports Podcast. We will talk to you next week.